And happy Thanksgiving. And welcome back to Fully Equipped. J-Wall, RB, Gene. You know, last week, there was, there was a little bit of confusion about whether we were going to do a podcast this week. I, I don't think I realized that we were deploying on Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S. I know RB's Thanksgiving was what, like a month or two ago, RB? About a month and a half, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. kind of have it uh, just around the time, just not long after school starts. Yeah. Any, anyway, we, there was some confusion around the deployment of this podcast. I got to be honest, I was I was not really all that excited about doing a pod the week of Thanksgiving. This time of year, I will say, I start to get I start to run low on on gas. I'm I'm not running on fumes yet, but we're getting into club test and you try to find your your little pockets of of quiet time and, and time to shut it down and, and this is one of them but hey the guy said let's pod so damn it we're gonna pod we got a few things to talk about though i mean yeah, like we do we got rumors we got tiger coming back we got all kinds of stuff i mean it, there's no shortage right like it's i mean yeah. this, this new cycle is a little different but i mean there's stuff yeah there is <laughs> why don't we start with tiger so the, it was announced that Tiger is going to play the Hero World Challenge. He's going to play with Charlie in the PNC. You got to imagine that if Tiger's going to play Hero, he's going to show up with the new driver, right? QI10 LS. Yes. Agreed. Disagree. I I would imagine that that there's a, a motivational factor that has <laughs> something to do. With dollar bills, that could potentially push him over the limit of saying maybe we should put this into play. Because I'll tell you, I bet you Charlie has one, almost guaranteed. He always has like he he loves having the new stuff in the bag every time we kind of see him in this kind of stuff. That's a that's a great that's a great point, RB. And well, everyone's going to be like, Charlie have it in the bag, and 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 pops won't. I mean, what's yeah. what's the most likely scenario here? I I I'd almost be more interested in like see which model because we've heard that it's like lower a little bit lower spin i know there is the ls model of course but where is and this is like so dumb because it's like i'm speculating on tiger swing and i haven't seen anything right but if the dude's more arm swing like is he swinging up is he hitting down on it does he need higher spin does he need lower spin like what's going on right and i think we could see having always used like the ls or the plus model is that something that he stays in, right? Again, we're talking Tiger News. He's like the thousandth ranked player in the world, but it's still Tiger Woods. It's Tiger freaking Woods. So it is. It is a, a very much a curiosity. Well, yeah. you, you you raise Last, an interesting point. Is what I, I I don't know if anybody really knows what a swing is anymore. I mean, you know, his body has changed so much, and he usually, you know, wherever he is physically, he will adjust to. Um, to you know those limitations in order to um you know try to maximize his performance but you know does he still play the power fade and you know or is he like every other golfer getting up there dealing with injuries looking to maximize distance and you know if so realistically the ls the other question mark you know that nobody knows like he shut it down for what a year, year and a half because you know he wasn't doing well physically. So what's his club head speed going to look like? You know, Father Time is uh, is cruel, and it it generally goes in one direction, and that's not up. So you know, yeah. But even even with I agree with Eugene. Even with the the injuries and all the other issues that he's dealt with. He really hasn't changed his 
and I always look to like the shaft setup. Like what is he using? Because he's used the same the same shaft setup for the most part. I know he's changed out the driver shaft here and there, but he's used through the rest of the bag pretty much the same exact setup for most of his career. So does he still stay with with dynamic old tour issue X100s in the in the irons and still have the S400s in the wedges? Uh, you know, he used. I remember going back to when he last played the the PGA in in uh, Tulsa. He had the tour issue, the dynamic old tour issue mid that offered a little bit of a higher launch in those long irons that he put in the bag. So. Yeah, it's that I think that's a really fascinating story to watch. Maybe not so much the the head of the golf club. Is he gonna make any changes there? But does he make any changes in the shafts? Because if he does, then I, I would I would tend to agree there he Tiger has seen something. He's we've I've written stories on it, other stories have been written on Tiger's otherworldly feel. And you know, if he's changing any of those really important variables, and that would that would lead you to believe that that father time is creeping up, and he's starting to make changes because he needs. Well, to. and and the other there was I was, I was okay. just going to say real quick, RB. The other thing that's that's fascinating to me is you know, and no one has really talked about it is is this like a swan song? He's going to be one and done, and then you know, celebrity celebratory uh, masters tee off or is he planning on having a champion's career you know i mean his, i think well, so his body is beaten up and he's 47 he's got three years until champions tour um you know every other golfer when they get to this point they start looking at graphite in their irons they start looking at you know ways for shock absorption and energy dissipation so that it doesn't wear and tear on their bodies and those are standard you know PGA players who who've just been grinding but haven't done it to his level his torque and also been in a car accident so i mean you know it would I, I think benefit him if he's looking to have still a playing career to start looking at ways to mitigate the damage that, uh, you know, the, the shock of equipment does, t you know, to your body. Well, I mean, like, so speaking of like, like what he was using, right. I mean, there's been pictures of the, um, like the Bridgestone, he was at a photo shoot, like, uh, for, like his golf ball sponsor. And there were pictures floating around that he had the, the, the driver, like the tailor-made driver and the, um, the tour AD VF shaft, which is different, right? I mean, he's, he's got, he's gone back to a number of different shafts in the past. Um, but yeah, well, I'm, again, it's, it's kind of curious. One of those curiosities that we'll see what happens. Um, but an, I mean, another player who hasn't, who isn't notorious for changing either, which I know we were going to talk about is, uh, is Mr. Rom, but it, it seems to be less so an equipment thing and more so, a Where's he going to play next year? Yeah, this <laughs> just when you think that all the the like high profile PGA Tour pros to live rumors are are dead in the water, and everybody's sort of uh, drawn a line in the sand and, and chosen a side. Now there's rumors floating around that John Raw might be going to live. And, and I can't. This is and Cantley and Xander pulled out a Tigers thing. Yeah, like, and those, it, those two guys—they're like freaking. Okay, I, um, 
they're 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 like uh, people tied to the hip, like you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're attached to the hip. I would agree. They're they're a package deal. It feels like to to some extent. Like what? Do they, what do they think they're valid? Like again, no offense to like either one of those guys, but like I bet you they could walk down the street or in most malls, and like most big sports fans aren't going to notice who the heck either one of them are. So like you know, there's there's kind of this like double edged sword of like yeah, what's your value? And if you tie your value to each other, that's one thing. But like if you're pa- like if you're a package deal, like it's it's not like you're Otani and Otani's catcher. <laughs> like very big freaking difference. All right. Like you know, it, I just I don't understand kind of like the like way that why the way they are i guess as far as like i mean i know they're buddies like that's fine being buddies like that's great jt and speed they're buddies too um but uh you know to to see the rom stuff which is a little different considering he he used such an elegant word or elegant word elo- eloquent word there you go of course i stumble on trying to say something nice uh, is um he's what he, he pledged his fealty to the pga tour this is a guy that does ling- english as a second language and i don't even know what the hell that word means <laughs> Yeah, I, I this yeah this is a weird time right now, the, and a lot of this is unsubstantiated rumors. Uh, you know, I don't know how much of this is is like player trying to to gain some leverage, or if this is indeed just live trying to stir shit up. I don't know, but yeah, the the timing of everything just feels. And I, oh man, I feel well, like we're I'm talking putting, about what's in the. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here, RB, because put it on. Let's see what dude, we got. Or no, can we? We're talking golf. Can it be titanium or carbon or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, from time to time, I do put the tinfoil hat on on this fair podcast. And God, there's just so weird stuff going on. You mentioned like Cantlay and Xander pulling out, and then you've got the. And I don't want to get into like all the hot golf topics because a plenty of other podcasts like we're a gear podcast but like the tgl dome that's the that's that's the one all of a sudden yeah yeah all of a sudden like they push it back an entire year do you even think we're gonna see this league i don't think we are i think i think this is like you've jokingly said it's like like fire festival i think i think that this is like not gonna happen i don't maybe maybe i'm totally wrong here but I just get this sense, like everything that's happening, like the it's being pushed back a year. Cantlay and Xander pulling out of Hero. That there's the ROM rumors. It's just that the timing of it is very curious. I don't know if people are trying to make up news, and, and I try very hard to like stay out of like the the jokey. And again, I like Twitter to me is like a little bit more fun. Kind of throws them out. They're not like fake rumory stuff, but like. Um, yeah, I think I, I posted a picture of like the dome collapsing and a picture from Firefest and like the famous like cheese lettuce sandwich that was disgusting in the styrofoam. And then it was uh, the Bored Apes NFTs and then the, the Nintendo <laughs> Virtual Boy. And it was I was great. like, all of these things have a very similar vibe. It's like, man, this is going to revolutionize everything. And now, as of right now, well, I mean, credit, I looked up a Virtual Boy on eBay. They sell for like 600 bucks American, which is nuts. It's like a piece of failed technology that has like five games with it. Like, sure, I guess it's a, it's a piece of like gaming history. But other than that, I mean, you could probably trade that virtual boy for any number of NFTs and it's probably worth more money. And I mean, at least that technology in, in a virtual boy that still works is like 25 years old. They couldn't get two generators for this billion dollar, billion dollar stadium to like hold up a balloon. So like, I don't know, you tell me. 
I, instead of like what's in the bag, I want to know who's the electrician that let these things fail because the backup <laughs> failed and the other one failed. So like, well, and it's gonna it's, it's gonna know. take a year to to get the thing back up. I I mean, you know, the, there were all there were all these rumors, and since we're on conspiratorial Thanksgiving podcast, it's uh, <laughs> um, it, this is what happens when you get us on the on thanksgiving day for a pod we're gonna dive into the dark web yeah <laughs> we, 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 we just go completely off the rails and we just keep we going. all should i'm seeing the sparks flying <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah. but you know there there were all these big question marks in the industry you know what happens when you have a missed shot you know that the launch monitor doesn't pick it up and you know there there were there's been all these questions and kind of curiosity with you know inside baseball chatter within the industry as to how um how this is going to play out and is the technology that they're using robust enough to handle it and suddenly you get uh you get rom pulling out of tgl and then you get you know bubble gate with the you know the thing you know falling apart and then all of a sudden it's like oh we'll be back in a year you're going what that you know it, it, it yeah it's it's curious it's very very curious i don't believe that it's that it's due to scheduling and and everything else that they're talking about with the money that's involved these guys can figure out like if they're in they're in yeah. and if they tell you hey look we're pushing it back a couple of months but we're going to here's our new scheduling and this is the date that we're going to be running the 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 TGL competitions on guys are going to say cool like uh, it, it maybe it's not the perfect timing, but I, I already committed and I'll make it well, happen. But to push it back a year, just, it's like, Monday. yeah, there's something really, there's something, something it's stinks Monday through Wednesday, right? Like that was the, you know, it was a week. I thought, I think it was just, I thought it was just okay. Mondays. So it's Mondays and they're not walking. So there's no, I mean, it's, it's less time than a range session on their bodies. So, and they all have private jets. So yeah, there's no like limitations yeah. to why they can't get. To, so that's why travel commitments, time commitments, you're like, really, you know, I mean, it, it really, yeah. it, it, it's just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm really curious to see it if it ever comes out because Gene is, Gene is very skeptical. Uh, color color me skeptical. Way. That's, that's fair. To your, to your point go. though, and it's a good one is that golf and live sports has become such an asset to gambling, yeah. right? And if you're on a golf course and someone hits a shot, you know where that shot goes. You are, you are living, you're not living in the metaverse. You're not living in Mark Zuckerberg's legless little world. <laughs> so you have a really out thrill. I'm just like firing shots everywhere. But legless, going on? I don't know. I heard. World. I heard that's why they don't have. Don't, don't you live in the metaverse with no? I don't. I've never done it. I just. I just think of all the stuff that I see on social media and laugh about it. But anyways, like all of this stuff I'm happens. Like, if Minotaur someone hits a shot on universe, a, but metaverse, I can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> if you hit a well, shot, pronounce anything right today. Though, if if someone hits a shot on whatever technology they're using, and I'm saying whatever technology, I'm not picking on any radar company because like there is a league that uses, I believe it's strictly on track, like j just uses TrackMan, and they they dole out purses, which yeah. is pretty incredible. But um, even my dog's getting worked up upstairs. I can hear him; he's like hear me screaming in the basement. But the idea of like if a sh if see, people are gambling on this, and it is a live event designed to bring in people that hey, we have live sports. That's why the Netflix Cup thing wasn't 
filmed and then cut later because they want people to gamble on it. Vegas has lines on all of this stuff. If it misses a shot in in an arena, what happens? Because there has to be some type of if like someone shanks it, it doesn't count. Like like are there rules associated with this? Like like there's a lot of stuff that goes into the the logistics of what happens because just like when we talk about injury reports and gambling and golf and there's all of these different elements as far as um you know it's not fair you, you see people complain on twitter and players fire back at people that are are chirping them about like injuries and the pj tour doesn't disclose this stuff and the nfl has to disclose these things because of the there's so much money on the line i i think that they tried to put this thing together so quickly again i'm i i'm glad that no one was hurt in this like this collapse and I hope that you know, but are we gonna see it? Like it is. It's I don't people I don't gamble think on so. esports. I don't. I, yeah. I don't I, well, I mean, you, 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 I just, you're gonna have to I, have a local. You're I'm not have to have a local rule, which is really complicated because the only way it works is a hundred percent recording of accurate shots. And if a shot isn't recorded accurately or missed, um, what do you do? You have a do over. You know that that just kind of. That kind of takes the wind out of the sails. Oh, we had a little technical malfunction. Um, Tiger, could you re-hit that drive that you just, uh, you know, smoked down the center of the fairway? I mean, I, I, I don't know if their technology is to that point. So um, it, it all did seem rushed, and it all did seem kind of hastily put together so who knows who knows inquiring like, minds want to is, know it is, it is november 22nd and they were supposed to start in like two months and we still didn't have like a team for like whatever whatever it was the san francisco or something like that or i know la had a team but like they didn't even have the teams like sorted and like again no offense to like kevin kisner or lucas glover or those guys but like what does their career look like in a year right like, who knows? Like again, it's like it's like a guy has Tommy John surgery and never comes back, and he's the best pitcher in the world or whatever. Um, again, I'm, I'm, that's not a great analogy because I'm not a big baseball guy. But I was about to say, wow, um, I'm turning this into a baseball podcast. That's my. But my it is. It's just like one of those weird things. Like, yeah. um, so yeah. Anyways, I just I, there's there's a lot going on outside of the equipment space, which always entertains me. I know we stick so much to the uh, the equipment side, but I can I can like I can get into all kinds of golf topics, but. Um, you know, as we want to talk golf, we got more. Apparently, this is the year of the Max Driver. Mizuno just launched. Oh, guess uh, what? It's, it's the year of the speed list. driver. Some too. massive driver. <laughs> it's, it's the year of the speed driver. It's it's the it, it's like everyone's going for like some. We got the the 10K from Ping, which we we've seen out on tour. They, they're going big. They're going forgiving. I made the joke to somebody uh, today. I will say I, I will keep them out of it. Um, I will say that they they are also in a, inside of the industry. I said, you know what? Everything's going massive and big and like 10K. And then five years from now or three years from now, everything's going to be like, it's going to be 400 cc's again because it's more workable. And I'm like, <laughs> which cycle's just going to no, repeat? It's seriously, and, and I think you you bring up a great point there. We we saw Ping G430 uh, Max 10K last week at RSM. Cameron Champ did play it for the first time. It, yeah, it certainly feels like gear i don't know i don't want to say that that nothing is new anymore but it does feel like when you when you hear about an idea if you go back into the into the history books and look it's usually been done before and there's like a like a every like every 10 year cycle it feels like where 
something becomes popular again. And then it's like, you got to look for a new idea. Let's find something. Like for a while, it felt as if there was this race for for speed. You know, everybody was chasing ball speed. And then more recently, it feels like there's been a, a shift towards trying to, to improve dispersion. And now we're seeing this this push for for larger, more forgiving drivers that are more consistent. I don't know. I mean, every every I, I don't want to be a curmudgeon, but it doesn't. I don't really. It doesn't really feel like there's anything that's that's new, like an idea that's new that's coming out. There's there's new tech that excites me, but a lot of the ideas around the designs, it feels like it's been done before. The thing, the thing that I like, and I'm, I'm excited to hear what Gene says after I kind of go off here. But like, what I find like very interesting about this is, is, is not the cycles, right? But you know, we were very lucky last week to talk to a number of the the major OEMs, right? And talk about 2024 and and like technology and developing technology and developing the clubs that will be coming out. And I know Jonathan wrote about some of the the preview drivers that are coming out. You check it out on golf.com. You know, we don't really have the inside information that we can maybe share or not share, you know, because I really like my job. Um, but the idea of every one of these companies has a different philosophy for achieving an end goal. And the end goal in, in general is kind of the same thing. But I do I love listening to and being a, I'm not a sounding board. I'm getting presented to. But like what those different ideas are. Because some people focus on MOI in one way. Some people focus on um, maybe it is uh, like face. Okay, so everyone knows like you know, we've seen it. Like it's a carbon face driver from TaylorMade, right? They're focusing on a materials chat like change to a, a product, right? And then you have other companies using different materials, incorporating them in different ways, changing um, geometry, changing face geometry. I know we saw that on the robot with like, I think it was the Paradigm the face geometry, the way they've kind of used AI to change the balls and roll a little bit, like you get this, this comeback to center effect. Now, some people do it with that technology. Others do it with just a bunch of uh, inertia, a bunch of uh, a high MOI. So I, I love this idea because it still challenges the idea, like the, uh, the concept of bringing both of those things together to create something that at the end goal is to go far and straight, but there's no one, one way to do it. It's kind of like F1 teams and, choosing aerodynamics within the rules of the race or um, mass is obviously the same or tire strategy or all these different things. The engineering side, every because every engineer and every company has their different philosophy, the end result or the product of getting to that end result is different. And I find that really interesting because we've seen the results on the robot that two drivers that are technically like kind of different can perform very similar as far as forgiveness is concerned. Silence. Right, Gene? Gene. It, <laughs> Gene's not going to give you an answer. RB was waiting for it. Did his headphones cut I'm, uh, Maybe he doesn't want to answer. So, uh, how best to say this without screwing everything up? Anytime that Gene is is like really silent and he this is a podcast. So, you can't see, but Gene starts to smile. And that's usually his way of trying to figure out how to be diplomatic. Well, and if you see uh, Tim Curry, when Tim Curry in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, starts to smile when he sees Kevin, that's exactly what Gene looks like. He's like, I don't know if I should say this let's or not. Just, let's just say uh, <laughs> uh, 
2024 is going to be a very interesting year. Um, and the majors that I have tested so far all are trending in one direction. And I'm not going to talk about Hopefully that. Hopefully that's not dead. I'm not going to talk about that. It's a, it's a performance characteristic direction that's very uh, interesting. And it will um, – what's, what's fascinating to me uh, is – and I always wonder about this. Like if you ever see uh, you know, a Paris fashion show or New York fashion show, there's always like a trend, right? And everybody's following the trend. And I'm like, is there some sort of weird star chamber that all these you know, companies get together and decide, hey, gray is going to be the color this year. And everybody has gray because it, it always seems to be that way. The golf industry is kind of the same way. I mean, I'm looking at this data. I'm looking at the names. And everybody has got a lot of overlap on names and it's really interesting how the products all seem to be trending in one direction from a performance standpoint that I can't talk about and have to tease until January. But uh, yeah, there's we're going to have a lot of interesting things to talk about once uh, once these products are launched. Can I can I, I ask say another? What's well, oh, that? Go ahead, John. I, I want to pose a question. Because I've been thinking about this recently. A couple of people were actually brought it up on social media. So shout out to them. What do we what do we think about the yearly product cycles? I know this is I know this is this like keeps us employed. Yearly product cycles keep us employed. RB smiling and laughing because he knows that I'm you know I'm right. But do we like it? I mean, ping and ping and Titleist go on on an every other year cadence, and and you know Shrixon does the same thing. They're they're on they're on a, a little bit you know you know every other year cadence. Do we like that? Do we like the early stuff? Do, do you feel like that it forces manufacturers to just like get something different out there? I don't I don't know. I'm going to say something that, that might, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's going to get me in trouble, but um, I think it would, it would definitely get some people like asking me questions is like, I think it's very similar. It's very, very similar. And I've used this analogy before and I can, will continue to use this analogy and I will beat this thing to the ground is it's like the car industry because we see it and we hear it all the time from, and I, I and one of the things that I like about like, again, people ask if I watch golf YouTube, I watch like cars and watches and like kind of like tech stuff and architecture or whatever. But you listen to like the old school like mechanics on YouTube. And like I'm talking guys with like millions and millions of subscribers. Like, you gotta find yourself a 2006 Toyota this because it's got this whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you can ride it off road and you put five hundred thousand miles on it and like it'll you can run it into the ground. This thing's a beast. It was designed so perfectly. But if you get the so let's say it was 2005. If you get 2008, they change just like one little thing. And yeah, it was great in this category, but over here it wasn't that good anymore. And I do believe that, yes, we are listening, and, you know, every car commercial every year is like, this is great, it's faster, it's safer. And I appreciate the safety element, and I do believe cars are getting safer. But the idea of just because it is new doesn't mean that it is better for everybody. And that's where I think is the big difference, right? You have some cars that are designed that are great in the city for gas miles, but you get them on the road, and they, they might burn a little bit more fuel because they're not as aerodynamic or something like that. Uh, or they might not carry as much stuff if, you're, if you need to haul things around. But the yearly cycle is, you know, um, 
this driver's great for players that need to draw. And the next year it's like, oh, this one's, you know, that was a little bit too much draw bias. We're going to, we're going to make it a little bit more fade bias this year. And those things work their way out when uh, if Chris was here. He'd probably say that like certain companies, because that's why they offer three drivers. And we see it from model to model. Like those variances change because they've maybe they pushed it one way too far. It was too much of a fade bias driver. Like the, I mean, Colin plays it like the original Sim was a very fade bias driver, but it was a great product, right? So there's these like ever changing presence. Do I like it? I do believe at the end of the day, it benefits the consumer because it gives them choice and you do not have to go out and spend money. You can buy last year's model. You can buy the year model before you can buy whatever you want. No one is telling you to buy anything, but it gives you options. So as far as the options are concerned, I believe that it's true, but I also believe this is why, um, the testing that we do with robots is so critical to the consumer because it gives you information about what exactly that product is going to do and how it's going to help you. And in many ways you can compare it to like last year's product, which I think we're trying to start starting to have this like larger database available to golfers. So do, does it keep, does it great? Cause it it's entertaining. Of course it is. Um, do I think at end, end of the day benefits the consumer? Yes. Do I feel that sometimes we get a little overblown with like, this thing is going to save the world. And it's like, eh, it, we'll see in six months. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's, it's a good, that's a good what about point. You, Gene? Yeah. Gene's not going to robot. Robots need to get tested. Let me tell you, I'm going to say something right now. We did a lot of OEM tours. You know what I saw at a lot of OEMs, a lot of Gene robots. And I know that's, that's separate, but like, it goes to show that how I and I do and I'm, I'm not I'm not blowing smoke here, how cool that thing is and that they use it for testing, because I I think it is and and they just like they run them like it's not like you're overseeing and like helping them do things you're just helping make sure that they're they're set up properly and they're they're they work because obviously they work they're all well over the place. W- what's so fascinating about robotic testing is if so there's this thing called finite element analysis where you design ahead in CAD, you put all the properties in, and then theoretically, you should be able to model what the performance characteristics are. They still are not there with that design tool to be absolute, meaning that they take it from design, take it into prototype and into manufacturing, and it works exactly the same way. So they still have to put it on a robot to test it, tweak it, and then go back and and design. What's fascinating to me is, and the reason that I was looking like a Cheshire cat while you guys were talking is I was pulling up some of the data, some of the major clubs that we've already tested for 2024. And I already have this list of questions to ask some of these R&D departments once the embargoes are lifted because they have changed their design philosophy in relation to 2023. And to your point, uh, sometimes, you know, um, I remember like three or four years ago, the triple diamond didn't spin enough. And so they raised the spin the next year. And, you know, we saw this and looked at it and started inquiring and they said, yeah, you know, our better players were complaining that the ball wasn't getting in the air. So, uh, they are constantly tweaking. I think the greater point is this is an iterative process and like new iPhones, there's nothing revolutionary with the new iPhone that comes out. It's, it's incremental or iterative as far as the progress is concerned. Sometimes not always, but sometimes companies 
do not evolve and they stay neutral. And I think a lot of that is uh, theory versus reality. They buy into a certain uh, style or type of technology. And then in practice, it doesn't quite work the same way. But at that point, they have supply chains. They've, you know, the train has left the station type thing. But that's that's more rare. Usually you will see um, an incremental uh, improvement. Uh, but what's, you know, back to the fashion thing, what's really interesting to me in looking at this data is there's definitely a trend of these clubs um, in one direction. And that direction is going to be really interesting for um, a lot of golfers. I think the other part of this too, and this is something from like all the OEMs that we I, I, we got to visit last week, um, was the discussion of the difference between R and D and innovation. And I, I thought the way that they they, they they use the language was something that I never heard before. And I've been around a lot, and I've been I done kind of some of these visits before, but there is truly like an innovation team which kind of conceptualize things and looks at far reaching technologies and manufacturing techniques and tries to figure out how that they can be incorporated into product to make it better. Like there are, there are numbers of people in all these companies that are like, re, like we're talking five plus years out. Let's say looking yeah, at five to seven years down the road, how, which is yeah, crazy. How are these things? How can we look at manufacturing from aerospace or, um, a lot of, I mean, aerospace technology is like military stuff, but like, like a lot of aerospace technologies that are available or manufacturing capabilities that are coming online from a, a larger scale production thing. Uh, that was really bad language. And then breaking it down <clears throat> into R&D, like how can we use this and incorporate it into something else? And, you know, I think of carbon fiber as a great example, like the, the ERC or the whatever, the C4 was, you know, it didn't sound great, but it performed okay. Uh, that all carbon driver from Callaway, but that allowed them to understand how that material performed under certain stresses. I'm sure years in advance of that. And then the ERC fusion came out and the ERC fusion was a very, very good driver. And then after the fusion came the FT three and the FT three was a wicked driver. I think Graham McDowell won the U S open with it. Um, it was, it was a, a driver that was, that was very well loved by a lot of players for a long time. And it's just this evolution of someone had to say like, what if, what if we tried carbon fiber? And I have heads, I've got, I've got like a Mizuno driver. I've got a Yonix driver. I got another one over behind me in this big bag of stuff that is like all carbon heads. Now they're solid. They're not because it was, they were using wood. And so they were placing mass inside of these like almost solid blocks of carbon or like wrapped fibers. But there is this constant evolution. And I think that to me is, is the part where, there probably is a need and a drive by demand because look, com companies aren't going to do this stuff. They don't think people want it. And we hear all the time, you know, we get to like September, October, even earlier than that. And consumers are like, should I get fit for this new stuff? Or like, should I wait for next year? I feel like the, oh gosh, like dad guy. When I talk like that from Instagram, it's like, ah, should I like, I don't know. Should I get fit now? Like it's because it's, it's, it's going to be useless by the time September rolls around. It's like, that's not the case guys. Like I, it, you know, it's the customer mentality. And I think the, the way that consumers are, we get so just like fixated on like what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. And the companies are just offering that there doesn't mean again, you don't, doesn't mean you have to go out and buy them. But I do think it's, it's a, it's a topic of discussion that like what came first, like the chicken or the egg did the companies create this demand or did the consumer was like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't like this as much anymore. I want the new one. Right. Like, 
it comes in phones, it comes in cars, it comes in fashion, as Gina said. Uh, it comes in kind of everything. So, no, what is it? Is it is it consumerism that allows these companies to produce this product, or is it the pro- product being produced because they have the technology and the consumer saying, "I want it"? Because don't get me wrong, we meet a lot of golfers, and they're like, "What's new?" Because they want to know. They ask that question all the time. Yeah, they do. And I, I think that we're an unsatisfied bunch of miserable yeah. golfers. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the. It's definitely this like wanting more. And I, I think golfers don't really realize that if you have an, if you have a driver in the bag that works, I mean, it's okay to see what else is out there, but probably don't need a new driver. Hey, 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 hey bite the, your tongue there. Well, okay. What I, if you have a new driver that you recently purchased and it's working really well, you probably don't need a new driver. You know, there there are times, sure, I, and I've mentioned this before when when manufacturers come out with with game changing technologies from one year to the next. Uh, like Titleist, I've brought this up so many times, but ATI four twenty five, like that was a that was a massive jump in performance for for the Titleist drivers. And if you would have purchased. If you had purchased a driver the the year before they went to, to ATI, yeah, sure, I would I would totally recommend trying out the new driver, and I would be willing to bet that you would see a performance performance jump that would justify purchasing a new driver. But I don't know, maybe in, maybe I've just been in this industry for far too long, and I, and I'm you know, people ask me all the time, like, should I? I here's what I'm using. Should I buy this? And my first thing is the same thing that RB says: is I, I'm not a fitter. Go get fit. But if you bought a driver last year, and the tech's pretty much the same, there you might see some some incremental improvements. But is it enough to justify spending six hundred plus dollars for a new driver? Probably not. Well, you, this this is where. Oh, well, I was sorry. just going to say what I think you're missing. I think you're right for the majority of players, but I think what drives the industry is that ten to twenty percent of golfers that it's not need. It's want, and for a hundred percent, it is. It is. Yeah, want. they don't yeah, care. No, no. And for a lot of players, this is their this is their passion. This is their hobby. This is their sport. And it's you know, I, then just buy it and don't ask me. Buy it and don't ask me. That, that's no, that's no, my no, thing. No, no, like, no, don't ask don't, me you if they need a new driver. You don't, you don't, just, you don't just go purchase the damn thing. You, You're gonna buy it. Anyway. You don't get it though. They don't want to make an uneducated decision. That's the whole thing. So they want. Oh, I, I know, and I'm joking when I yeah. say that. But, but but I mean, it's like it's like they don't just impulsively go out and buy every single new driver and you know put it in. They want to do the research because that's unless part, you're Bob Parsons. That's part. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the ritual, though. The ritual is, oh, okay, let me see what Callaway has, and and let me see how it compares, and you know. But at the end of the day, they're going to buy it, and the reason they want to buy it is they want a shiny new toy, and they want something that is going to give them that dopamine fix and makes them. Feel better and it's emotional versus rational it's chocolate cake versus vegetables vegetables are grinding hitting balls on the range taking lessons chocolate cakes putting that credit card down and getting a new driver and getting that feel the first time you smoke it down the fairway and that's what the game's all about 
for serious players, it's vegetable, but there's not a lot of serious players out there. There's a lot of chocolate cake eating players out there and they want to buy their game and they want to buy new equipment and they want to feel better. And that's what employs us on this podcast and on this medium channel, you know, media channel is providing them with information. And to be honest, most of that information I think is entertainment. In other words, they read it because they're golf sickos. They're, they're, they're fascinating. And I, and from the bottom of my heart, I mean this sincerely, I say, thank you because you've put my kids through school and a roof over my head. And I think it's, um, I think it's a great pursuit. Some, you know, some people collect wine, some people collect cars and we have a decent chunk of the golfing population that, you know, buys two to three drivers a year and a set of irons every other year and just completely blows the, the normal buying trends out of the water. But the, that's what keeps the companies in business and churning products out every year. This is where, um, again, like from a serious note, like, again, I, like I said, there are a lot of people that are looking at new things and bringing technology and innovation to products and helping golfers like find things that are more forgiving. This is also where, and, and I know Jonathan and I have, have had this like conversation before, but we live in the realm of journalism. I am here and I've always said this. I was a fitter. I built golf clubs and I, and my role is to educate and gather information, educate and pass it on. Okay. Which is why you never hear me say something like this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, yes, they, they companies send us product to test and you know what? 99.9% of the time it tests really freaking good. Okay. Quite simply, it tests very, very good. And that's the whole point is that it does perform, but I'm still going to let you give you information on like who it's not going to work for because the goal of, of, our job is to educate so you can make a good decision on what you are going to buy. Cause we know people are going to buy. We know people want to buy. So if we can offer the, the best information possible, whether it be through club tests and robo testing and just our own personal experiences, cause people do ask us questions They're like personal, like what we use and what we like to use and what we find works for other players. Heck I have people asking me, well, my, what clubs my wife uses because <laughs> I post <laughs> videos of her. So like that's the side of it where I'm still always going to be honest about what, what is working and what's not. And to, and again, everything out there is very, very good. Like it's really good. That's the best part about this whole thing is that they're really, you can't really go wrong once you go to a fitter and test something out. So whether it's last year's product or stuff that's coming out, which we've talked about, like I think that the, the golf consumer has never been given a better opportunity to play better golf when it comes to gear. Well, Happy Thanksgiving, and, everybody. And, yeah. and, well, for every, for everybody but RB. Well, and I and I think to follow up on that point, the beauty of this collaboration and the beauty of what all of us do, and you know the content that we try to create is we don't say, and you know, not to knock other media outlets, but it's like we don't say, oh, this club's the best. that's a subjective best for who exactly that's a subjective analysis and and it's casting too wide of a net and so what we've done and i I, i'm so excited to be part of this team is we look at the performance characteristics of these products and say hey 
if you swing this way, take a look at these products. If you swing this way, take a look at these products. And, and we break them down and segment them and mine. And in the future, we're going to be going deeper and deeper and more personalized into this. And it's the data is only going to get more and more valuable as we go. And in doing so, to your point, RB, we're, we're going to be able to provide, I think, more personalized information that doesn't say this is just the best and there's no context to that for the individual player. What we're trying to do is show playing characteristics and match those to players so that if you have this swing flaw or if you have this swing type, then you can look at these types of clubs because we've tested them and seen what the performance characteristics are. Don't don't share all of the secrets, Gene. I get a little excited sometimes. That's all I got, folks. I know. I know. That's I was going to say, Gene, Gene is getting pretty fired up, and I love it because we do have some cool stuff coming. And and every year, the goal for us is to to do something a little bit different. I really like the direction that Club Test is going. I uh, love having Gene on board. And I think that club test has never been in a better spot, but yeah, we do have some cool stuff that I want to, I want to keep holstered until we can unload it on, on the rest of the competition. Fair. I'm a competitive guy, man. I'm a competitive guy, but I feel like we all are. And, and while I, I, I like to stay in my lane, I feel like that's important. It, it is nice to be able to, to do stuff that's different than, than the rest of the competition. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Before we wrap up the pod, since it is Thanksgiving for for two thirds of us, I, I wanna I want you to give me one thing you're thankful for this year. Oh, okay. Oh, see that now you're springing on me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we just celebrated our, our youngest daughter's two year old birthday, and I'm just I'm thankful for my kids. They 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 keep me motivated to a lot of lot of things. Uh, I can spend a lot of time away from them through work which is um, not always fun, but uh, I'm, I'm thankful for them. I think we'll get to come home to them. And uh, I'm thankful that my oldest is, is starting to like want and have an interest in golf, which is great. Um, she's asked me to like hit golf balls in the garage. Uh, so for that, I, I'm thankful for my kids and my wife and my family. I, I ditto that I'm, I'm really thankful, you know, for family and my kids and, and, you know, to see them growing, but, I'm also thankful um, for having a job that I can be passionate about, and that's a rarity in life, and hopefully be good at it at the same time and be able to explore these concepts and do things that, at least from my geeky perspective, are really cool. And, um, you know, I'm also thankful that you know, we have an audience that listens to us and, um, and we've grown this audience, which has just been absolutely amazing. So keep on listening and we'll keep trying to inform and entertain you. Definitely lots of entertainment, not so much on the informing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think Gene sort of stole what I was going to say, but, but I, I am eternally grateful for this job thankful for this job you know i think back to to where i started in the industry i mean i 
started at our competitor, Golf Digest, right out of college, but wasn't quite sure what exactly I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to write about golf, but to be able to have a job where I can cover golf equipment for a living, something that I have a huge passion for. I mean, I already love the game, but to be able to cover the tools that the guys are using out on tour, all the new tools that are coming to retail and how those can benefit golfers. I mean, this is the coolest job. And yeah, I jokingly talk about like, should they do away with the early, the early cadence for product? But I, I know that at the end of the day, my my job is tied to the people that listen to this pod and, and consume our content online. So thankful for all the people that do listen to the pod and do consume that content. Keep doing that, please, because I love I love this gig. Love working with you guys. So I'm certainly thankful for all of that on this Thanksgiving. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it for this week's episode of Fully Equipped. Coach has episode 216 up in the top left corner of this recording. So I'm going to say that'll do it for episode 216 of Fully Equipped. As always, if you want more social media goodness from us, you can check us out on Twitter. We are at Fully Underscore Equipped. Instagram, we are at Fully Equipped Golf. Thanks as always for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with family and friends. Thank you.